to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm zach and i'm czar well a lot a lot a lot of chaos has taken place over the last few days uh zach where's your pc buddy it's not here man they lost it best buy lost it how do you lose a gaming pc there's not even a tracking number man i don't even I'm scared, man. They took my money and they ran. You know what the best part about this is for me is that I can say, have you guys heard about my great PC? Kicking the man wise down, JP. I think you're behind the delay of him getting his computer just so you can boast about your PC for just a little bit longer. I think that's true. I think I snuck into the facility and I just... What do you mean you think? (laughs) I mean that I can't give any incriminating things away, so I have to be totally neutral in my language. Neutral! All right, so we talked about it last week, what we're doing today. Zach and I gave a little bit of a tidbit. We are having another episode of The Great Debate, and the topic of this week is going to be which generation of Pokemon was the best. So just like any great debate that we've done this far, uh, we're going to do three rounds, each with a different category. The first round, we're going to be talking about the Pokemon designs of that generation. The second round, we're going to be talking about the game itself. What was the story like? Things like that. And the last round is we're going to talk about the impact that that specific generation had on future Pokemon games. And then, as always, after the three rounds are done, we're going to have a five-minute no-bars match against each other. What do you think, guys? I'm ready to party. You're going down. I'm really not, though. All right, Jim, he's so cocky, he has decided to go first. JP, go for it, bud. The floor is yours. All right, so you really want me to set the precedent for how this is supposed to go, huh? I mean, I want you to have the bar nice and low for me so I can jump over it. Oh, all right. Okay, so for the first round, we are going to be talking about the designs of the Pokemon from that generation. I am defending Generation 4. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Round one. All right. Now, what makes Generation 4 so great with the Pokemon designs? Lots of things. First of all, I don't remember the last time I saw a full roster of new Pokemon and was wowed by almost all of them. Almost everything in comparison afterwards was a huge disappointment, especially with Generation 5 with Black and White. Let's talk about the starters. You've got Torterra. You've got Infernape. You've got Empoleon. These are what starter Pokemon are supposed to look like. The designs are amazing. The pre-evolutions with Chimchar, Piplup, and Turtwig look amazing. This is what it means to have great starter Pokemon, and especially with really good stats as well. Empoleon, Steel Water, come on, that's amazing. Infernape with the Fighting Fire, again, outstanding. But it does not just stop with the starters from this generation. You've got 
a huge lineup of great Pokemon. You've got Floatzel, you've got Krogunk, you've got Snowden, you've got Gibble, and I don't know if you guys know about a little Pokemon called Garchomp. Yes, that amazing Pokemon was introduced in this generation. Lucario, introduced in Gen 4. Gliscor, two new evolutions with Leafeon and Glaceon. And let's not forget, of course, Gallade, the fighting type Pokemon that comes from the Ralts line of evolution. A great addition to that evolution. It does not stop there, though. Generation 4 also introduced three new or several evolutions for Pokemon that came before it to only make the line better. Think Magnezone. What about Rhyperior, Electrovire, Licky Licky, Dusknor, Probopass? This was a great generation for evolutions all around, and it does not stop there. Let's talk about the legendary Pokemon. Have you ever seen a more good-looking lineup of legendary Pokemon in a Pokemon game before? Darkrai. Arceus, Palkia, Dialga, Heatran, Regigigas. It goes on and on and on. This is a great lineup for legendary Pokemon alike. Just with the starters, it all looks great. And you can point out even more legendary Pokemon in this lineup too. You've got Luxray, you've got Roserade, you've got Driftblit. You have such a diverse, amazing lineup of Pokemon. And let's talk about the designs themselves. The designs of these Pokemon are so creative. They're so unique. They bring so much more to the table that is so creative and fun without being too gimmicky or too show-offy like generations after it. This is really what it meant to make a great Pokemon game with great Pokemon. It brought everything to the table. Nostalgia with enough newness to keep people interested. This is what it means to make a great Pokemon game. And that is it for me for the first round. I think I made my point. <laughs> Gen 3, so Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. That's going to be a hard sell because I think a lot of people's Pokemon journey started with those, but you know what? I think I made a good case. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, even though I think you're wrong. I'll start the timer as soon as you start talking. All right, all right, all right. JP boasts that Gen 4 was clever, but I think Gen 3 was the end of Pokemon's creativity for quite a while. I mean... We got 130 unique generation-specific Pokemon. Two only has 100, and four has about 110, give or take. That's a lot more Pokemon. That's a lot of creativity. And all we saw from Gen 4 was some evolutions, and Gen 2, some babies. But here are starters. We have Sceptile, Blaziken, Swampert. And this is the first time in Pokemon that these starters were dual type so they couldn't just be pushed over by the same types over and over again. Not to mention, Blaziken is wicked because of the speed, and in later games can get a power called Speed Boost that increases his uh, speed every turn. Furthermore, um, most people don't like hunting the bug Pokemon at the beginning of the game. Well, the Wurmple has four evolution entries in the Pokedex to discover just with one species. It was the first in the franchise to do so. Not only that, but we have the strongest normal type, Slacking, Ninkata and its secret evolution, Shedinja, and it's the introduction to contradicting Pokemon types like 
Metacham, which is fighting and psychic. Also, Carvana and Sharpedo, total badass Pokemon. Those things are terrifying. We have the new Magikarp with Feebas, just incredible. And that Melodic is such a contender to be fought with. Not only that, but we have six, count them, six species of dragon types, including Ultra, Flygon, the entire Bagon evolution with Salamance. Oh, and Beldum, the Psychic Steel, is still one of my permanent party members. Incredibly powerful Pokemon, an incredibly vast list of Pokemon. I mean, it just goes on with such notable ones as Ludicolo, which is a crazy dancing Pokemon that can't be forgotten. Obviously, the powerful psychic type from the Ralts chain of evolution, like JP mentioned, and Gen 4 kind of hitched a ride on, Gardevoir, still a permanent party member for me as well. Not only that, but we have powerful normal types such as Exploud. Um, it was the first time we saw Sableye and that thing's pretty terrifying. And your time is up. So many Pokemon. I could have just kept going. I was just naming Pokemon until the time ran out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the game plan. It's just start naming stuff until I'm out of time. That was not bad, Zara. That was not bad. The biggest complaint I've heard from people who listen to the podcast is that we compliment each other too much in the middle of these debates. Only between rounds. <laughs> because, yeah, I know. But it's like, I'm like, wow, you made some good points, man. And everybody's like, no, kill each other. <laughs> Speaking of killing each other, Zach, I think it is your turn. And just for context, what generation are you defending? Generation two, baby. I am starting the timer as soon as you start speaking. All right. Gen two is one of the absolute coolest generations because of the Pokemon that came in. Game Freak did a really good job of striking a good balance between over-designing and still making unique characters. Um, Meganium is this really cool, like, flower dinosaur. Typhlosion is just this flaming Sonic the Hedgehog thing that's super cool. And then Feraligator is this big beefy alligator that is just so badass. And those are your three starter Pokemon that you get to pick. As someone who grew up on Gen 2, I cannot forget these three starters. I have their designs etched into my mind and I love them. Now some of these Pokemon are a little bit on the weaker side, but they still bring so much life to the Pokemon world. Um, I love Noctowl and the Hoo I don't. I think the owl design is super cool. Then you have the ferrets, you have Crobat, you have, I oh got I hate the spider, Ariados, or Ariados. And then, I, I'm not a big baby fan, but you can't deny the charm these Pokemon have. Pichu, Cleffa, Igglypuff, Togepi, Togetic. Those are some pretty sweet Pokemon. And then you have kind of a mix of all of that. You have this Pokemon that could have been a starter Pokemon. It was so it was designed so well in Mareep. And then it goes into Ampharados, and it's just a total BA Pokemon that you love. An awesome evolution in Blossom. And more evolutions with Politoed, and then Slowking, and so a lot of cool stuff. And then the introduction of the Steel type. There is a, a lot of Pokemon, a lot of Pokemon fans that would say Steel type is some of the coolest Pokemon it is, because it's like Rock times 100. Who doesn't love Pokemon like Steelix, like Fortress, and Skarmory? You got the three tankiest boys that you know are going to be able to support your team in any way, shape, or form. And then you have a literal Hellhound and Houndoom and Houndour. Those are some pretty sweet Pokemon with some of the most unique designs. Um, oh my God, I forgot Scizor. Like Scizor's a badass. Like, oh. Then you have Kingdra. And then my all-time favorite line, you have Tyranitar. Guys, 
I have Godzilla in my generation, all right? You can't F with Godzilla, all right? He's gonna do anything and he's gonna dominate. He, his literal Pokedex entry is moves mountains. And then he has some really cool legendary Pokemon in Ho-Ho and Lugia. Um, Ho-Ho was the, like the first legendary Pokemon you see in the anime and Lugia had like the second or third movie after itself. So two very iconic Pokemon. And then um, legendary Doggos. Come on, legendary Doggos? And then the ultimate rage inducing Milk Tank. If you ever went and tried to get that third gym badge, you were gonna have a bad time because of Milk Tank. And so I think with the introduction of Steel types, the introduction of Dark types with like Houndoom and Steelix, and then you have um, Tyranitar, I think the case- All right, you are out of time. Not bad boys, not bad at all. Screw you, JP, you sucked. All right. That was the end of round one, and now we're about to go into round two. The topic for round two is talking about the game itself. What made the game so great compared to the other generation's games? And as always, I'm going to kick this off the best way I know how. Round two. So Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. What made the game so great? What makes it so incredible that I think that Gen 4 is the best generation of Pokemon ever? Let's start by talking about the interface. This was the first ever set of Pokemon games that came to the Nintendo DS, the very original Nintendo DS. And because of that, we saw some game-changing interface that we could see throughout so many more Pokemon games. For example, the bottom screen gave you so much more playability and interface capability and like Pokemon interaction capability ability it was amazing team galactic the bad guys in the game were amazing if you ask me that was some of the best enemy team in any pokemon game why because they had a goal that actually made sense for starters they wanted to rebuild the world in their idea and that's why they needed dialga and polkia the pokemon of time and the pokemon of space but what also made them great is they didn't take away from the story too much team galactic was there and they were definitely in the story but you got the perfect amount of Team Galactic to make it feel like you never got off your true path, which was to become the greatest Pokemon master in the Sinnoh region. Uh, Gen 4 introduced Pokemon contests. The Pokemon contests were great. It wasn't for everybody, I'll admit that, but if you were looking for some replayability and some new things out of your Pokemon games, the Pokemon contests were so fun, and it was a great way to kill some time and spend some more time with your Pokepals. There was some amazing replayability with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, where you could go underground with your friends, and you could find gems, you could find stones, you could find things to sell. It was so much fun, and it's just baffling to me how it was never brought back in another Pokemon game because it added so much replayability. But at the same time, it makes Diamond and Pearl special because they're the only ones that had that. Diamond and Pearl was the first one to offer wireless online play with your friends, no matter where you were, as long as you had a Wi-Fi connection. And that was outstanding. Let's talk about the towns in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Have you ever seen such diversity in the Pokemon towns? It was the first town, it was the first game that introduced a snowy town. There was like a harbor town. There was your normal like big city town. It was amazing. And let's talk about the poffin making, the ability to bake your own poffins. That's one of the only times I ever remember cooking in a Pokemon game, like cooking food for your Pokemon, actually being fun. And that goes back to the interface I was talking about with the with the Nintendo DS, because you could actually stir the pot and you picked berries and it was such a good time. It was outstanding. Next, you had the trading that came from the Game Boy and the DS versions and how it seemed so seamless. You could just pop in your Game Boy cartridge and bring them straight 
into your Nintendo DS game. And that's what made it so, so cool and so easy to see all your Pokemon come together. And finally, let's talk about Pokemon Seals. We had so much cool things come with the Pokemon Seals. So many mo new ways to... Oh, okay, I'm out of time. All right, Czar. I think I've made my point. Let's hear what you've got to say about Gen 3. So let's talk some Gen 3 with these games. Oh my God, they were phenomenal. They were the introduction to Pokemon for a lot of people out there. But for me, my introduction was Pokemon Yellow. So coming to the point and seeing the Ruby and, and Sapphire come out was incredible. I felt so immersed in the shiny graphics and it looked beautiful while keeping that nostalgia. But now let's dive into some of these finer details. Now, did anybody else know what a shiny was before this game? Because I sure didn't. And the game showed me by plopping one right in the middle of my story path. That's not the only handout. It plops a shiny down in front of you and just hints at you that there is so many secrets out in the world now go find them, here's your only freebie. And this was like the last time that Pokemon actually rewarded the player for exploring for a long, long time with some really cool tidbits and a few Easter eggs. Now, next, let's talk about the teams here. And we got the introduction to somebody other than Team Rocket screwing up both regions prior to this. And that is Team Magma and Team Aqua, which is crazy because this diversified the Pokemon gameplay because depending on which game you bought, you could fight both teams. And then both teams were completely different. One, obviously Magma, Fire, Aqua, Water, and they each tried to control a different Pokemon. And now Team Magma, they look dumb, but they're super smart and super nerdy and honestly came closest to achieving their goal, at least mostly so a um, in spite of all of the other teams that came close. They came the closest. Now, Team Aqua, these guys are phenomenal. They look like pirates, for God's sake. I mean, pirates. They're the first team that may not actually be evil. In fact, they are Pokemon rights activists with a goal to flood the entire world to kill all the humans so that Pokemon could thrive without human cruelty. So we have Pokemon PETA people, and that's a, such a cool concept that's just lasting. So, I mean, finally, it was beautiful. The new attention to detail, the brighter colors, the less pixelated Pokemon. I mean, coming out of the 90s and just feeling like you're looking into the Pokemon world through a little pixelated window does not do it justice. I, for the first time in my life, felt immersed and like I was part of the Pokemon world and not just observing it. And that's what sets this game apart from any other Pokemon game out there, is it was the first modern Pokemon that had so much diversity, so much charm, so many hidden things. All right, you're out of time. Whew. Yeah, I know you get winded after that. You're just like, oh my God, what did I talk for 30 minutes? <laughs> All right, I'm ready, coach. I'm ready to play. Now, I do want to hear what Zach has to say. I'm really, really curious. Zach, for the second round, the floor is officially yours, my friend. Thank you. I really want to thank Zar for uh, giving me one of my points because I forgot. Gen 2 was actually the first generation to introduce Shinies. And I believe the instance he was thinking about was when you go to the Lake of Rage and you save the Magikarp when you get the Shiny Red Gyarados. So thank you for that point, Zar. Um, that does not happen in Gen 3, sorry to say. So after that, we have... 
can't or we have Jodo, which is an amazing thing in the fact that it's just kind of this Japanese like Kanto was super technology based and then Japan was like and they went for or oh, sorry and then Jodo went for a super rural based thing. So you're able to just go through all these really cool, like very just open. It felt like you were really just part of this Pokemon world. And then like there were just some little really small towns in between these like um, really great things that stick out are, you know, the um, grass walkway between the uh, second and third gym. I absolutely love the Whirlpool Islands where Lugia is. And then the sky, it's not sky player, that's gen three. The bell tower where Ho-Ho is. Just some very iconic places, and who can forget Mount Silver? Um, you know, where you fight Red, the protagonist from Gen 1. Can you imagine a better way to end a sequel to a RPG than playing your previous RPG incarnation? Like, how cool was that, guys? Don't tell me you didn't get goosebumps when you saw Red and that Pikachu that first time you played him. Um, another cool thing is with Gen 2 is it introduced the Steel type and the Dark type, and that really helped balance out the OP thing that was Psychic. Um, it also introduced breeding, eggs, egg moves, held items, day and night cycles, certain Pokemon only appearing like when you put honey on trees or you headbutt trees. Pokemon Crystal was the first one to have the battle tower, some real in-game content that you could do even after you beat Red. And then, oh yeah, you know, you could just go back and re-explore Kanto and see how it's changed in the past three years. Um, did you guys also know that Gen 2 was the first um, instance where Game Freak tried to introduce internet integration in Japan. There's actually an event to where if you would hook up your game to a cell phone through like a link cable, you could actually get Celebi. Pretty unique fact that I hope you guys can, uh, that I hope I could uh, give to you guys. And then finally, they also split the special stats. So Pokemon like Alakazam weren't OP tanky bastards along with its awesome, its awesome special attack stat. Gen 2 fixed a lot of things that were wrong with Gen 1, and overall it made the Pokemon series incredibly better because of it. I'll have you know that I just screamed so loud that my fiance came and checked on me to make sure I was okay. About Zach's talking point? <laughs> God damn it. Oh Yeah, I was, I was thinking that when Zach was talking at first. I was like, you fucked up, Zar. I even made a note about it and circled it because when I, that was the first thing I wrote down when I sat down and then I was like, oh wait, no, that happened to Gen 2. Don't know why I still talked about it. I am an idiot. Because you're a <laughs> fool, Zar. Because I'm a goddamn idiot. I'm just kidding. Please don't punch me in the throat. Oh, I'm going to punch myself in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say I was so caught up in my pride of that that it really made me stutter a little bit there. So In the uh, heat of the moment, you really feel that. You're just like, I want to win. I want to win. Oh my God. I can't believe I did that rookie mistake. And it makes me look bad too, you jackass. That was ammo <laughs> that you gave him to shoot at both of us. <laughs> Whoops. It does not matter. It doesn't matter because up until now, it's been some good bickering, but now it's time for the third round where we talk about something that I think is super important, which is the impact that that generation of Pokemon games has had on newer Pokemon games. And guys, I gotta say, it's over for you hoes. I mean, I already shot myself dead in the water, so do your worst. <laughs> Help me take down Zach and I'll give you a cookie. What kind of cookie? I don't know, what do you like? Oatmeal raisin. No, you don't. 
no, I don't. I like chocolate chip. Okay, I was, I was <laughs> like, forget it. I would rather, I would rather you shoot us both than have me give you a raisin cookie. Okay. Friendship over. <laughs> it's time for the third round. Round three. Now you guys want to talk about some impact that your game has had on the rest of Pokemon. Look no further than Gen 4. I don't even know where to get started with how influential Gen 4 was for future Pokemon games. But you know what? Let's start with trading. Because Gen 4 was the first game that introduced glo the global trade system, which means no longer were you limited to only trading with your friends. You could go online. You could see what Pokemon you wanted and what Pokemon the other person wanted in return from anywhere in the world. How cool is that? It was unheard of. It was amazing. And it is so, it's still around today. And it started with Gen 4. We love trading. That's half of the fun of Pokemon. But it does not stop there. Total wireless battling and talking systems. Now, I'll admit, the Sinnoh region, the fourth generation of Pokemon, was not the first game to introduce complete wireless battling, but it was the generation that perfected wireless battling. No longer did you need a dongle for your gaming system. This was a feature that was built into the game to be able to, to, be able to wireless battle with your friends, to be able to wireless battle with strangers. Not only that, it actually had a talking system integrated into the game. So not only could you battle someone that was not within your you know distance, you could talk to them as well. That was unheard of. It was amazing. The next thing I want to talk about is how influential this game was for competitive Pokemon because the complete split of physical and special attacks down the board for special attack, special defense, physical attack, physical defense, that split was made in the fourth generation. It's what concreted competitive Pokemon battling into the way it is today. And now I will also admit, Pokerus and EVs were not started in this generation, but it was perfected in this generation. This is the generation that brought to light what it meant to really create a competitive Pokemon team. Something that Zach of all people loves more than anyone. He loves looking at EVs. He loves looking at stats. That's what makes a Pokemon team great. That's what makes Pokemon fun to this day is competitive battling. And it all started with generation four. What an amazing generation. And Pokeballs, there were so many Pokeball variations too. Sure, before we had like a few variants of the Pokeball, but in this game, we saw so many variants of the Pokeball. Dive Balls, Dusk Balls, Net Balls, just Quick Balls, Repeat Balls, so many different kinds of amazing Pokeballs and different ways to catch Pokemon added in the fourth generation. Look, here's all I'm saying. If you want to see the impact that, you know, any Pokemon game has had today, whether it be Pokemon Go or Sword and Shield or any Pokemon game, you look at Gen 4. And that is all I'm going to say about that. Mostly because I'm out of time. I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> I need it. Uh, water. I need water. Get your game tea here. All right, I know I've said this literally after every round, but I think I made my point. As always, I'm very excited to see what Zar has to say for Generation 3. What do you say, buddy? I'll start the timer as soon as you start talking. All right, let's go. You want to talk about impact? How about running over a puddle and seeing your reflection for the first time in a Pokemon game? This was incredibly immersive between the changing 
weather of that that your character ran around in and seeing all of the different battle backgrounds as the weather unfolded around you the pokemon are are what is the most memorable because so many pokemon from this generation either got evolutions later down the line got mega evolutions or they're still in your party in future games today that that speaks wonders for the pokemon here i mean such bright faces as kecleon even as weird ones as bald toy they all stuck with players forever and it also showed the rest of the pokemon world that there were other evil organizations out there essentially giving pokemon stories for absolutely many years to come that kind of impact is is just crazy and like i said before this is the last time i feel like pokemon had been creative for a long time just with the sheer amount of different generation specific pokemon as well as secret evolutions that kept young players continuously searching for a different variant of their favorite pokemon it had everything there was to love about modern pokemon while keeping that nostalgia and remembering its roots this game set pokemon on a path to success to where they could modernize and expand their franchise expand their fans but still keep to their roots and keep doing what many people have loved since the creation of this wonderful cherished franchise all of this just sticks with players today i know that many of you out there started with this game and well first off i'm sorry you couldn't start with gen 1 but this game will always stick with me just the difference between cartridges the difference in play styles and all of the different pokemon that you tried to figure out it became strategy trying to beat ultra i mean how do you kill something that does not look like a dragon but is a dragon <laughs> furthermore we have such awesome things with the secret evolutions like clam pearl There's so many cool things to love about this generation. I mean, it's it's just a pure love disc. And that is all I can say for this. Well, that's good because that was exactly 3 minutes. Nice work. It's that intrinsic clock of mine. I'm ready. Zack, the timer begins as soon as you start talking. Sweet. Okay. Um Godzilla 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 Godzilla. Okay, hold up. That can I'm pausing. That cannot be the way you decide to start off the last part of this. I have Tyranitar in my Pokemon game. So that is how I can start this one. I'll allow it. He made reference to it earlier. Yep, carry on. So, yeah. Moose Mountains, pretty cool. Psychic was a problem from generation 1. Everyone knew how OP Psychic was. You pretty much always had to have a psychic person on your team. They balanced it out without neutering Psychic. You were still scared of Mewtwo. You were still scared of Alakazam. But now you have this cool new Pokemon that are from the Steel and Dark type. That special split So they balanced out the generation without neutering one of the awesome types that is psychic. They also fixed the fact that speed stat in generation 1 would cause the increase to crit, so Pokémon like Persian aren't OP as crap anymore. Introduced egg breeding, I talked about all this. Introduced held items for the first time. Things that people take for granted nowadays. Like this is when it all started. Um the day and night cycle and having Pokémon uniquely spawn like on Fridays with like Lapras Never knew that until I looked up or talked to a friend. How many unique things did you learn from friends just from playing Pokémon together? This is such an awesome generation to grow up and experience with. 
Battle Tower, Endgame, Fighting Red, going back and exploring Kanto three years later, early, and I know it's early stipulation of internet integration into a Pokemon game, way ahead of its time. Gold, Silver, and Crystal is not only the best po but best generation, it's one of the best sequels of all time. It's back when Game Freak really tried to innovate and when they didn't just have this cow they could milk. Yeah, I, I can just rest my case and saying like, there are so many symbolic moments that I am so happy I got to grow with generation two because I, I didn't even talk about shinies again. Like you have shinies, like just so many unique things that they introduced. And I mean, sure, this generation wasn't perfect, but it's the closest thing to a perfect sequel that any game would want. Fixing issues and then just expanding the world and creating this beautiful, awesome ecosystem that Pokemon is now. There are so many generations that are still reaping the benefits of Generation 2. Pokemon Sun and Moon, literally day and night. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I win this argument. I won it from the start and um, I rest my case. Thank you. GG. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Can most, I do that? That's the most Zach way I've ever heard. Oh, and um, 23 million sales. No, I got no, most no, sales. No, no, you're done. You're done. You called in the rest of your time. GG. Good. <laughs> Once again, GG everybody. <laughs> you can't announce your victory during the debate. I can though. I can. See, I just did is the thing. <laughs> See, and, and you literally helped me do this. So thank you. I almost forgot about shinies. You know how many people love shinies? It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> literally got my hands behind my back with my knees up or my, my legs up that sounded sexual i'm glad that i wasn't the only one who was like that sounded weird i don't know what you guys think about me that's kind of weird but all right let's just keep going i need an adult i am an adult <laughs> we're through the three rounds and now of course that only means there's one thing left to do in this chaos and that is to have a five minute no bars no rules cage fight and i don't know what else to say except good luck friends I don't know what you've heard about a, a man who uh, sabotages himself and has nothing to lose, but... You call him Czar? I'm taking you both down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is some Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> Final round. So I have a couple things to say about my game that I did not even mention before. First of all, let's talk about champions here. I forgot to mention how great Cynthia was as a champion. That is one of the best champions that you've ever seen in a Pokemon game, and you both know it. Her team was diverse. She was challenging. She was fun. I'll give her points for being cute and being the first girl. That's awesome. But, I mean, Lance is pretty cool, too. Lance is okay. I mean, like, honest He's to predictable. God. predictable. Exactly. If you have an ice-type Pokemon on your team, there goes half of his goddamn team right there. What about Charizard, bro? doesn't matter, though, because you become the champion anyway. They're all just scrubs at the end. All right, all right. Real talk here. Zach, you got 100 Pokemon, and JP, you got fucking Bidoof. Nuff said. <laughs> 130 <laughs> Different species. Do you mean the best HM slave that's ever existed? Your Badoo. Thank you, JP. Thank you so much for that. Because can we talk about how many fucking HMs are in Generation 3 and 4? I had to look some up. Defog was a required thing because of stupid Mount Coronet. Do you know how much I hate Defog? It does nothing. Oh, for, it's so useless. Oh, for God's sakes, all of our games had stupid HMs. It doesn't matter anymore after a certain point. At least mine only use... wasted one Pokemon. 
You had to use half your team for HMs. Oh, for God's sakes. We all know sir, that there are useful HMs anyway. Fly and Surf are actually good moves. I mean, as long as you had one HMs guy on your team, you would have been fine. All Zach, of our games had Pokemon, HMs. Bro? Where's your Pokemon, bro? Where are your Pokemon, as a matter <laughs> of fact? You know, do you know what Gen 2 was? They were piggybacking off the success of Gen 1, and they're like, oh, fuck, why do we make Pokemon? So Gen 2 Pokemon are literally Pokemon that didn't make the cut for the first game. And all they did was tack on some starters and they called it good. Boom, new generation. How lazy is that? 100%. And then your uh, generation, uh, Piggybacking JP, and innovation are totally, totally different. And then your generation, um, JP... Oh, <laughs> your generation saw the loss of creativity with such things as Combi? Really? Combi? You're going to take okay. one bad design and say that that constitutes everything else about my can generation. We, can we talk about how gross Magmortar is? Can we just talk about it? Magmortar grosses the shit out of me, okay? His hands turn into holes, JP. I love Magmar. They ruined Magmar for me. And Rhyperior. Magmar was a butt face duck. But Magmar How never do you go from Rhydon to Rhyperior? I my Magmar butt quack in, in Pokemon Go. Point given. Point taken right there. You want to look. It's not creative to tack on evolutions. It's, it's, it's not tacking on evolutions. It's perfecting something. Tangela okay? needed an evolution. Tangro. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Electabuzz needed a final evolution. Magmar needed a final evolution. Rhydon needed a final evolution. These Pokemon have great stats and it made them a part of so, competitive so gameplay. Okay when your game does it, but when my game does it, it's it's piggybacking off the off it. Because you because all thank, your thank games you. were, were recycled you. ideas from the first generation. My Pokemon were taking something that was already good and making it better. And you want to keep talking about some of my Pokemon's designs? Recycled ideas and making it no, we no, got no. babies on my left and evolutions on my right <laughs> the day and night I, cycle oh sometimes it looks darker on they the skipped that in gen 3 gen 3 right. like just they like, couldn't even do because it anymore they realized well, it didn't that's matter that's because they realized the game boy's internal clock would fail pretty quickly so they just got rid of it otherwise when the internal clock failed your entire game was just fucked they were ahead of the time I can tell you right now, 99% of our viewers, they're going to remember yeah, Gen Yeah, but it 2. was a mistake. Gen 3, <laughs> Gen 3 was okay. Look, Gen, Gen 4, 4 Gen, eh, you had GTS. That was cool. Gen 2 may have been the starting point, but I'll say it a million more times. Gen 4 is what perfected it. This was the first time you saw some great Pokemon that were added on. Name but guys, guys, we got Pirate PETA. You can't beat Pirate PETA. Are you even trying anymore? Pirate PETA. Nobody. You know his defense. I did say Godzilla, Godzilla. Really They're swash hugglers. <laughs> hey, um, Thar, can you name three cities in Generation 4? I can't name any cities anywhere other than Gen 1. <laughs> How about this? Can you name any Gen 2 or Gen 3 Pokemon that are playable in uh, the new Smash Bros? I've got a Gen 4, Lucario. Yeah, but he he's such a cop-out. You think he's so much po more powerful than he is. He's one of the Mario's most in, iconic... to pretend to be Goku. He's, he's a pretend Goku. Yeah, he's he really one of the is. most iconic Pokemon that he's there so are. so fragile. He was their made attempt at making Smash a Bros. Pikachu 2. Made they it to do Smash it. Bros. I, I rest my yeah, case there. Yeah, that's because he's like I got a Smash fighting. Bros character. 
They could have put Hitmonchan yeah. in there for all for but any they difference. Didn't. But they didn't, and we're out of time. I win. No way. No, you. Okay, look. <laughs> We don't get to say who won because that gets voted on by the fans, but I can say for sure Czar lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to vote for me. And not only did you lose, you actually made it slightly more difficult for me. <laughs> Wild card, bitches. Gen 3 is a great gen, I will say that. Yeah. That's how we end all of these debates, and this is where the fans get mad at us. because that's just... No, I hate Gen 4. I hate it. Absolutely. Yeah, hate the only thing too. Gen 4 has is their legendaries. I love Dialga and Palkia. You're a competitive Pokemon player. You sabotaged yourself. Although I put my foot in my mouth the most. Czar, I do not want to hear it from I'm you, sorry. dude. How far is your foot down your ass and in your mouth? I don't even know how that would work. Because it's like literally like you're doing some weird things over there, bro. I'm kind of worried about you. Been reading the Kama Sutra wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the book was upside down. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> well, as always, that was one great debate, boys. Everybody had some good stuff. Everybody gave it their all. But it's really not up to us who the winner is. It is up to the fans. If you head over to the Twitter page at Game T Podcast X. Hopefully JP posted this time. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see if or I remember. Else. Are you going to throat punch me? Twice. Oh. I thought I was the one who gets to throat punch. You get three. What? Yes. what? Who's making these rules? Four. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, head on over to the Twitter and vote on who you thought won the debate. It's time for us to end this thing. As always, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast, and we will see you next week. Until next time, everyone. Bye.